Profiles in Teaching with Technology is a podcast series created by Music First, a company dedicated to providing world-class cloud-based tools, content, and classroom management platforms to music teachers around the world. Each episode features a K-12 music educator who uses technology to enhance their teaching in innovative ways. We'll discuss the what, why, and how of their technology integration and hopefully share some teaching strategies that you can use in your own classroom. For more information about Music First, please visit www.musicfirst.com. There you'll be able to find out about all of our platforms as well as sign up for a free 30-day trial. Marcel Pusey is the director of the award-winning company Basistry Music and director of O Music Limited. Basistry is one of the UK's leading music educational workshop groups. It provides a variety of dynamic, innovative world music, rhythm, song and dance, and songwriting in schools. Marcel also co-designed the composition and learning app O Generator. In 2019, Marcel and his partner Mark Welland launched a new primary school product, an online song and dance and movement library called Cool for School. Marcel works as a composer and an educator. He has produced albums, written music for television, multimedia, and employs and collaborates with some of the UK's top musicians. Marcel has been a keynote speaker, presenter, and workshop leader at events in Australia, the US, Norway, and all across Asia. Basistry Music provides world music, music tech, and composition workshops in the UK, Hong Kong, Australia, Singapore, Thailand, and the US. So it is my uh, distinct honor and pleasure to welcome to the podcast this week a dear friend of mine who I've known now for at least 10 years, uh, Marcel Pusey um, from O Generator. So Marcel, welcome, and uh, it's really great to be able to chat with you. Jim, it is a pleasure. Really good to hear your voice. So Marcel, um, I remember the first time I ever met you was in London at a Jury's Inn in Islington. Um, and I had known of your work uh, with O Generator because I actually uh, bought it back, I think, in 2006 when you guys were distributed um, by Sibelius. And mm -hmm. I bought it, um, uh, you know, as a kind of a supplement to my garage band thing uh, because kids wanted to make their own loops. Um, but before we get into what O Generator is and why I think it's just one of the coolest things out there. I'd love for you to talk about your story, like what got you into music? Because I know you're, a, you're an amazing uh, a bass player, performer. I love watching your videos. But why don't you talk about your path from, you know, be doing music in school to, uh, to starting OGEN? Yeah, yeah. Th well, thanks for that. But yeah, um, so probably really important is that I, I went to a boarding school and I wasn't formally trained in music. Um, our uh -huh. school... So that 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 actually probably has a big bearing in regards to a lot of things that I it do. It sure does. I love it. Yeah. So w the the way that I learned music was through uh, forming a band with my mates at school, and we were self taught. I mean, uh, we were outside the music program um, totally, and it wasn't that we weren't allowed to play. We were, but it was considered to be noise. Like we were, I was into my rock music. We were into, but we we 
were dedicated to listening to you know that idea of taking a tape and rewinding it and learning music in that way or, or record and going back again over parts so it was all by ear so I didn't actually have any formal training until I was about 17 18 years old uh, when I did that at that point I decided that I really that's what I wanted to do was to do music but we were the the first um, musicians to put on a really big concert at the school and everything so it was very much self-motivated and and yeah that's probably and getting into education well after what happened after after I left I tried to get to music college in the UK but they they immediately were looking for my qualifications which I didn't have any and I, I just started reading or um, doing the to do with notation to get my grades uh, when I was about 17, 18, when I left school. Uh, then I got an opportunity uh, through a, someone touring over here from Australia to go over and work in their music department. It was just a strange connection. So I went all the way to Australia. I didn't know anyone in Western Australia. And I found myself in the music department at this private school, very good school called Christchurch Grammar School. And that's when my world of becoming a musician started in a big way, away from what I taught myself up until that point. Suddenly I was asked to be in the jazz band, this band, whatever. And I couldn't read, uh, but I could I, I could do chord symbols. And everything. So I used to get the music the night before. And because I have good ears, I was able to just improvise. And they, no one had any idea that I couldn't read for a long while, actually. But I shared a room with a contemporary composer uh, called um, Lindsay Vickery, who's a genius, and he's a, he's um, he does all the composition at the conservatorium now. He's head of uh, composition there, and he's just a dear friend. And he, him and I, we we clicked, and the way he treated we would write, and he would just treat me like a composer. You know, there was no distinctions yet. He's very formally trained. I'm not. And um, he introduced me to, you know, Eric Dolphy and the Beatles and everything oh, wow. in real depth. Um, and so when I was there, I, I did audition for the conservatorium to do jazz. And um, I got through the I got through the audition, not on the basis of. And this is what they said to me. We it's not on what, you know, it's where we think we can take you. And I, I, I think I got through because all the reading music. Uh, or the um you know that i i played a composition on bass which was scarborough fair i remember i'd worked out my own way of playing it and with all the chords and everything and i just played them a few compositions on bass and that's what they that's what got me through very interesting um, so yeah so that's it and i was in australia did uh and i came out of the course after i realized that i didn't want to be a jazz musician i i love jazz music but I love rock music and I love funk and everything else with it. And I, I used to look at the fourth year students and think who beca became quite militant about jazz. Right. And I just thought that's not what I want to be. So uh, I had the opportunity to go to university in London and that's basically where I wanted to be. And, but studying business and finance, because that's the one. Oh, wow. Very cool. So I, I didn't I know that. To... That's neat. Yeah, so I went back to London um, and that's where I, I started auditioning in London. I just got on the scene in London and, and the first band I was in was an African band, which is significant in regards to my use of world music in pretty much everything I do, certainly in education. Um, and after touring with an African band and also completing my business of finance, through luck or by there was someone in, in London who kind of just became 
my manager he just he just wanted to help me and he was quite a, a wealthy guy and he basically allowed me to live at his place for free wow. and they, him and his team would they they would uh, they set up gigs for i set up my own band bass history and uh, they'd set up gigs for us and i just got to know the london scene and um uh, and then i got funded by the princess youth business trust and that's where my business came in because i had to do business plans and everything and that's where the education the education thing started because my old bass teacher said to me look you've got all these amazing players why don't you write something and then you take it into schools and use get your players so you can employ your players and uh, you can show your expertise to these kids and then you you know so that's what i did so i wrote they started writing these education programs and set up basis for music and we just started getting hired in all these schools and that that grew um to the point where we were working started working in southeast asia australia um and then at some point i was in i got into composition i started composing i started getting some uh, t- uh, tv gigs some multimedia uh, composition work and one of the people i met was mark wellens who's ah, my, there you of course, you know, the genius that is Mark. And yes. um, he was, he has a company called New Media Works and he was, he's, he was right at the cutting edge of that whole technology, especially in terms of visual. He's a graphic, he's from a graphic design background. And I was, he was intru- I was introduced to him by a dear friend that I'd gone to school with, Ben Chilcott. And um, he, we got talking about education. We were in the pub and I, that's it, I was doing some music for his, for an ad that he was doing for, British Telecom, which is our um, telephone company over here, one of the big telephone. And so he was doing a, a training DVD. So I was doing the music for it. And we got talking about education and, um, and the workshops. Uh, and as we're talking about it, and I'm describing drum rhythms to him, it, he doesn't read music, doesn't do music. And uh, he, he goes, oh, go on. Show. He took out a piece of paper and I was ex- explaining about you know the bass drums on the one and then the hi-hats are playing here and he didn't he didn't draw a linear line he immediately drew a circle and started doing subdivisions and I was going that's it that's it and then then he put another circle and he goes so the hi-hats are playing here and then that was the sketch that we started doing a prototype of O-Generator at that point and uh and then we took a few ideas, but that one was when we took it to a hub, which is the equivalent of a, you know, over here, the hub is, uh, of different regions are broken up with, um, uh, where the, where the music's looked after by a certain, something called service, a hub. Service, right. Yeah, service, that's it. And um, the head of the hub pointed that that particular idea, we'd made up a mock-up of it, and he said, that, that's a great idea. And we went from there. We we uh, created. Um, then we 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 put together. Whilst running our own businesses, we put together this software. Um, and uh, then we just went out and started selling it into schools. So like, I was going into schools, and it was it was all about enabling the teachers to follow up on our workshops because our workshops used you know putting rhythms together, putting music together, and then you're in, and then you've gone. So it was it was that idea. How can we use technology to support these teachers and allow those kids to 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 really understand what we've done as a backup? So that was the whole principle. So that the, the amazing thing was I went to Australia and Australia were the people who really adopted O Generator through um, a guy called Ken Owen, who was just amazing. He, he runs He's a great guy. Great guy. Yeah, he's brilliant. And he's still such a different to this day. And, and he he saw it and immediately just 
got me going to all the different cities and and in, through this this business that he was um, running, and uh, through that he came over to the UK and the generosity of spirit. You, you know, that's one thing you realise. Yeah, it's so important in any industry, but in music in particular. And he took me into a meeting that he had with Sibelius. And he, he said to me, oh, look, just come along, bring your computer and just sit there at the back. At the, um, at the end, I'm going to I'm going to get them to have a look at what you've got. And I'm going, why would you do that? I, I, you know, you can't, you know. And he was like, no, no, no. And uh, sure enough, there for an hour, all the, the, the main people are there. And then right at the end, they're probably wondering what I'm doing there, actually. Uh, he goes, oh, I've got a, a friend here. He's got this software. And I showed uh, software. And they, and I, I knew immediately they were suddenly interested because suddenly they all went silent and they were like, started pounding at me with questions. And uh, at that point, you know, that's kind of where things kind of changed. And was, that, just, was that in the old toy factory? Yes, indeed. In the uh, old toy factory. I love factory. that space. I, I miss that place. That was uh, uh, really yeah yeah absolutely and you know michael avery was there actually i remember oh, that was, very cool that's the first oh. time i ever met michael and uh yeah so it was it was yeah the old factory there um and yeah it kind of went from there really so uh and that that's kind of been my career and alongside like that i've i've got a band which i compose when we've you know got had a few albums out and we play live and uh and i compose so you know it's always been a um a multiple you know approach that I've had in terms of making a living as a musician really and uh yeah and then obviously with O-Generate they were with Sibelius we all uh, well you may not know all the you do <laughs> in yeah. regards to the Sibelius uh, situation um and yeah we uh, yeah after sort of Sibelius kind of implode but it changed big time they changed yeah. is a good way yeah, to say it. <laughs> yeah, changed yeah um, after that happened, that's kind of when I met you. I, 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 I'm, I'm trying to think of, um, I, I know I came out to the States a couple of times and I met you when you were with Korg. Um, yeah, I, I met you um, when we were, I was over with uh, Brad Smith, my dear friend and, and colleague at Music First. We were working yeah. at Soundtree mm. and we wanted to revive, you know, O Generator because when they, when Sibelius imploded, it was very hard to get it. Um, and that was our very first meeting. Um, hmm. so I, I, there's a lot to unpack, Mars, with what you just, uh, with what you, uh, just said. And, you know, I've known you now for at least 10 years and I didn't know all of the, all of the kind of the fine details. And I think that what you've said about, you know, being a quote unquote, non-trained or non-formally trained musician, uh, and finding your, trying to find your way in a world where, uh, a lot of the formal music programs are not interested in the non-traditional uh, musicians, you know, with, uh, it, you know, for the listeners in the United States, the UK has these kind of formal graded exams and there are multiple levels. And <clears throat> basically, if you don't get a top grade on one of these exams, you can't get into a music college. It's mm. or, and, and now they have these FEs or further education, which are, are more um, oriented for uh, people who are playing jazz, rock, pop kind of thing, but that was that's kind of a newer thing. Absolutely. But, but the thing, basically, you, it all makes sense now, Marcel. The uh, <laughs> this, uh, you know, uh, Mark drawing it down, uh, drawing a circle. You guys talking it through. This kind of non-traditional way to notate beats and rhythms and and uh, melodies. Um, I, I've said this, uh, and any listener that's seen me present live in the last 
uh, 10 years has heard me say that O Generator is my single favorite piece of software. <laughs> before I before you describe exactly what it does and, and all that, I just wanted to give my two cents on it, Marcel. Mm. And that is that I have been advocating for the last 20 plus years that there are far too many students like you, Marcel, that are not part of the band course orchestra world in the US schools that are amazing guitarists, they're self-taught, they're pianists, they're bass players, they play drum set, they're playing turntables, they're using Ableton, but they have no formal, quote unquote, formal music training. They're just making music that they think sounds good or they're you know, playing uh, cover tunes, that kind of thing. And I believe with all of my heart that music uh, education, formal music education in the United States needs to work as hard as it possibly can to get as many kids under the tent, the ones that are forgotten about the quote unquote non-traditional musicians. And the reason I love OGEN so much is when I taught general music back in 2006, and I opened up your software for the very first time with my kids, I did not have to explain it to them. They, and I'm talking about, you know, musicians and non-musicians. Yeah. They figured it out. I said, look, just click in the circle. And the more you click, you change the sound and just play. And if you let kids just discover on their own and play, whether they've had 10 years of piano lessons or they don't even know what a piano looks like, they immediately start making music Absolutely. the minute they open it and they love what they hear. Um, and so um, I, I'm a massive fan and I hope that everybody listening, if you have that OGEN uh, uh, software up in your software tab of your music for his classrooms, use it right now with your students. So Marcel, why don't you talk about like, what was the philosophy behind it? Because it's not just the circle. Uh, yeah. It's not just the beat making. There's so much more in there. So why don't you? Why don't you... Absolutely. Well, just coming on, on to, to what you just said there, which is so important. There are so many kids like me. And, and in the UK, it's a very similar thing. You know that those kids are as passionate about their music as anything. And yet they, they can sit outside, you know, the, the formal music programs. OK, now. The whole point about O-Generator is about accessibility and accessibility and understanding. So the first part you just said, when, when you're, you're organizing music, because of the traditions maybe we've come from in terms of learning, um, there's this idea that you have, to, you have to read it, you have to do. I'd say that there's a mixture of ways in which you, do, you learn about music. I learned through listening to music and you just said, a student can get onto a program and they can work out because they have it in their head what they want to play and they can work it out through listening to the sound. What O-Generator does, it allows them to do that. And then with O-Generator, there's lessons that starts um, explaining to them how those sounds are put together, how those tricks of the trade, whether it be putting in, you know, dance music, if you start putting this in the bar, because it's, it's still using a formal approach, but it's, it's a logic which is not just in terms of um, hearing it, but it's a visual thing. So they can start seeing the music work. That's what O-Generator is all about. But it is about accessibility and using sounds that most kids who are into their rock music and do their dance music and whatever they're into, it's music that they recognize. Okay, so, you know, general music is exactly, you know, I, 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 that's who we speak to from the, in the States. Um, yeah. But one, one of the things that creativity, and I know Robin and you are big on this in terms of creativity, and sometimes what happens with creativity is it's like, oh, well, there's performance and there's creativity, and they become like two separate things. They're not. And, and 
kids who, who are band performers and players, the importance of understanding about creativity and pursuing, uh, understanding what you're doing helps with your performance because, um, and this is something I, in our workshops, I'm hot on, I do songwriting workshops as well, is the idea of you use, you, once you start understanding what a composer is doing, your playing within that becomes even stronger because you become sensitive to what you're playing when you're hearing another sound with something else. That's one part of it. And then for those kids who don't play an instrument, you are still a musician. You're still a composer and stuff like that because the real world is, and this is the reality about being a musician, is that you may be in an orchestra, you may be in a band, but like I do, I work down the studio and, and we never ever read music. We always, it will be, even when we're doing, if you're doing the TV ad stuff, you'll give it, be given an, an example of a style of music. You'll listen to it, you'll work out, all right, that's the chord, that's it. And you use your knowledge of chords, you know, the knowledge of sound styles. There are different ways of being a musician. And I think schools need to reflect that. And they also, you know, shouldn't be afraid of that. You know, yeah. you, it's about, I, I was listening to one of your podcasts and I, I can't remember her name, but she was talking about this idea of the sheer breadth of what music is. And I, that's what O Generators there is for those kids, not just the kids who don't play music, but in particular, you know, those kids who, who may not play an instrument, here's an avenue for you to compose. And even if you do play an instrument, maybe you'll understand what you're doing even more by using it because O-Generator has, has lessons on rhythm, on melody and harmony, on chords. Um, and it, it, it explains what's going on within that. And there's videos in there which contribute to ex showing real instruments playing in those particular styles. So that's what O-Generator is all about really. Yeah, and, and for those of you that have never seen it before, if I can try to get you to visualize it, it is a it is an O, hence the name. Uh, it's, a, it's a circle. And within that circle, there are five concentric circles with different colors. And each of the colored concentric circles, you can assign an instrument to. You don't have to assign all five, but you can assign an instrument to them. And then there are 16 circles in, you know within each concentric circle and i know that might be confusing but um those 16 circles represent one sixteenth note and a lot of people are used to marcel the kind of horizontal rhythm matrix where you have right. it you know, divided yeah. up by bars or divided up however um, but what you've done which i think it's one of the reason i love it is that you've taken it into you've basically taken the horizontal taken both ends and attached them at the top as a exactly circle. yeah yeah. Um, and then the way to progress to an additional measure, there's this beautiful little um, uh, box in the bottom corner. So measure one, measure two, and you can, you can, comp you can compose an entire pop song on it. Um, it's just, it, it, you know, a, a, originally the reason I bought it was to get my kids to create their own loops and we would yes. take them and we would export it out of O generator and we'd bring it into GarageBand because my kids got sick of the loops yeah. Uh, of GarageBand almost instantly. And that was the actual original reason where I was like, oh, this is cool. It's a great way to get loops. But the more I dug into it, the more I saw that you're, it's not just this generator, it's the lessons and it's it's all the stuff that's teaching the kids. Well, this is what makes a dance beat. This is what an R&B beat sounds like. This is what disco, you know, all the different genres. I don't know if there was disco. If there is, you should remove it. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but you get the idea, you know, it's just... Um, I love it. And the other thing that I remember, Marcel, because it used to be two separate software programs, or at least, at least that's my memory, was the world mm. part of it, the world That's music. right. So yeah. why don't you talk a little bit about the, the world music aspect? 
Yeah, absolutely. So that idea of going back to when I was in the in um, the African band, um, the so world music is a big thing for me, and um, the idea of being able to play quite complex rhythms and seeing how a cowbell's playing when the shakers are playing on the offbeats. And so we've got African, we've got sa uh, samba, salsa, all these different styles. And we're able to not just explain the rhythms and see the rhythms. You can, it's also got the, the, the instruments that make up those rhythms like guicas and all sorts of things. So we've got lessons in regards to that. And there's also a part in which you can play along to. Um, so it's because you've got the, the, the different circles, you can have a clave playing the free two rhythm, and then you could have a tambourine, you follow the circle, which is follow, playing the, the tambourine rhythm. And so you get to see, you can have the class playing with live instruments, watching um, o generator on the, on the screen so the world music part is is in terms of just either using it to play physically play or just to learn about how um, syncopation or those rhythms and those styles are put together the, the yeah there's some there's a number of lessons in there that that do that and that's yeah maybe that was one of the starting points the world music and the putting drum beats together um, were important it's interesting you were saying about using it as a uh, and putting it into um Garage band, actually, it's still something that a lot of the schools that I do work with here in the UK do, you know, because oh, yeah. the, because there is a requirement for the students to actually compose. They're actually assessed on on the fact that they can't just take a loop, but they they compose it themselves away from the fact that it becomes personal to them. I compose that. And also the very fact that they have to understand how that beats put together it's like that's when you when they move on to if they're going to use a um their keyboards they understand oh their bass drums just pumping four to the floor oh that's going to play on the off beats they get to understand what they're doing and not just taking something and just go all right just bang it in there it's the uh, it gives them the um i guess gives them the knowledge and the to to use what they've learned later on so that that's why it's really good to use ogen as a as something that you put into another program yeah i mean i think myself included in this i'm going to say that i that i am guilty of it is that i love the o generator part of it so much and i love showing it to people but there are three other aspects of the software um, that at least here in the united states i don't think people click on uh, as much. So I'm really glad you you talked about that. There are these group lessons. And one of my fondest memories, uh, Marcel, of you uh, is when in 2013, you and Mark came to San Antonio for the the Bohemoth Texas Music Education. Oh, yeah, Conference. I remember that. that and very you well. did this thing. So whenever a lot of I, I've, I've had, I'm going to be really honest, I've had resistance from band directors who look at it and go, why on earth would I ever use this? And I said, well, no, 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 you're, you're, don't, don't just think, first of all, your kids are going to love it. So for, if you don't want to use it, that's fine. Your kids will love it. But when I saw you do your thing and all these kids, so the, that's what drives me nuts sometimes about <laughs> you, is that the kids instantly flocked to you. You were using it to do group lessons. You were showing like uh, the, the, the OGEN was up on the screen and yeah, you were yeah. all these kids on trombone and trumpet and saxophone came hoarding around our booth and you were basically doing you know having a jam session with these kids using ogen and i was like look look you know everybody look at this this is what he's this is what so why don't you talk a little bit about the what your idea is about how that can be used with group yeah work? that's a, yeah that's a re i remember that so well um basically i remember that that because 
there was lots of playing going on. I was watching all these youngsters playing at these booths and super quick and, you know, the higher note you can go, the, the more amazing you are and stuff. And I was like, got a couple of them to come over and put down a groove and put, I think I may have put a chord in there and I said, well, you can use these notes, you know, come up with a little riff. Yep. And they did. And then it was like, okay, you guys, you know, come up with something. And then they started harmonizing themselves. Uh, with, with, so they started experimenting a little bit. So I set sort of, sort of parameters, but then let them have the freedom to put, put, and basically it was the idea of them having a backing track that they're all working within and they're all playing. And th th that's the important thing about timing. You know, I, why not use something that is sitting there, which is funky underneath and playing along. And those, th th those kids all came in and they all started playing parts. Sometimes they were playing together and then someone's playing another part, but it was the idea of interactively being able to work with them and turning the grooves off and on. And, and these um, kids kind of following the grooves and, uh, also improvising at the same time and yeah so and then yeah we did we just got a whole load of them came over and it was just a lot of fun uh, but I, I I would say to band directors and stuff you know use it as a backing track it, it, sometimes when you you're not just reading something sometimes it's it's just good good to to get a student to even if they're going to go and compose themselves something themselves and use it as a tool in which they can you know compose their own particular line or, or even practice a line you know so yep. i think it's it's been flexible that how, but backing tracks are really important when you're working because you just get this disparate people just playing and the timing's a bit off and stuff and it just brought people together so yeah i think you just be really um creative about how you use it but it's so simple it's so simple to use that's the thing it is and and one of the what what i think i saw and i remember it's burned into my memory of that moment <clears throat> is that informal music making jamming is mm. something that these kids are not used to right so Absolutely. They, you know, they, they they spend their whole lives like trying to perfect exactly what the composer wrote on the page mm -hmm. and then when you say to them actually there is no music written on the page this is for you to like exp i remember i'm sure you do too the re well you you had a little bit of a different path than i did because i i was very formally trained when when I went to jazz band and and or no I was in a pep band in in for like playing for basketball games, and mm -hmm. the director said oh just play in G you know jam in G I was like ah, <laughs> you know I have no idea what you're doing and I think that watching these kids without any rules without any written music just playing and having fun is, mm. is really and you're you're an amazing like Pied Piper type where the kids are just immediately. They're, you know, you have a magnetic personality, so the kids were really into it. But yeah, I, I just hope a lot more people open up the other buttons on OGen and, and see what they can do with their students, because the kids will love it. It's just- it's Yeah, just, yeah. It's, it's, do you know, it, it, I think I'd say to teachers, actually, sometimes it's not to get put off. If, if you've come from a certain background, because sometimes it's come back and I tell you, it's totally valid. If you've come from a, a background, I, I remember a teacher said, oh, it's a circle, I can't get on with that. And I remember saying to her, uh, saying hey that's fine but your kids will don't you know and and if you're trying to access some of those kids that you find difficult to access sometimes maybe just give it a chance because yeah. we can we can get blinded by our own the way that we have been taught and stuff and you've got to realize with kids going up you know that they use technology in ways that you'd never imagine you know so um it's it's i think it's that i think that it's just understanding that yeah your kids your kids will probably get it. 
There's just one thing actually, uh, that was, when you were just saying about um, these kids having the freedom, one of the things, uh, we do something called My Band here, um, and it's like a, a songwriting course. And uh, one of the things that I've noticed about education is that in schools, it's often teacher-led. So if, if you think about it, if you, in terms of timing, say you have a conductor, conductor's defining the time. Um, if, um, if you're in a choir, you'll have a choir leader defining the time. In contemporary music, the kids have to define the time. They may be in a band and the, 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 the drummer's got a drum, you know, and they're, they're gonna count it in themselves, okay? So it becomes more of an autonomous thing in, in terms of popular music, there's more not being led. Yep. And the important thing about where a generator sits into that, and when I'm doing songwriting courses, sometimes the kids kind of count off something, they go one, two, three, four, and then they'll go, Doom, get. it's like, hold on, hold on, guys, guys, that tempo is totally different to what you've done. <laughs> you know, that, that, and even these are really sophisticated musicians who play, you know, it's like, hey guys, you know, so that's what O generator is about. It's giving autonomy for students to learn about timing and rhythm and stuff yep. like that and they're leading it themselves and and that's important because sometimes i think you know in school formal situations it's always run by a teacher you a lot of kids outside things we for me i ran my own band with my mates we had to defy the time we needed to learn about that so that's the other part of music making yeah and i'm sure you know lucy green uh i mean she you're talking uh, for you know for those for those in the u.s who are not familiar with lucy's work it's very very lined up with what you were just talking about marcel mm. uh, this kind mm. of in, informal learning where it's student-led so let's shift the conversation a little bit because obviously you're in london right now i'm in new york we're dealing with covid yeah. um and you um uh, maybe a year or two ago and maybe a year and a half ago, you came out with a new product called cool for school, which I think is awesome. Um, oh, thank you. And, it, and it kind of, it, it, it really dovetails nicely with all the work that you've done so far, everything you your like mission as a, as a, uh, you know, a, a music educator, uh, mm -hmm. if, if, if I can call you that. Mm -hmm. um, and I'd love for you to talk about what Cool for School is and how it's been used. I'm sure that, um, you know, British schools being locked down, there are a lot of people uh, love it because it's very cool. You describe it. You do a better job than I can. Yeah, no worries. Well, one of the things with Bass History Music, my company, is that we uh, go into schools and we do these live workshops with dance, uh, song, rhythms, whole range of things and all the songs that I do I compose all the all the music um, and so we did, I long wanted to um, put it in a, a format that allowed teachers to use this and an important thing is also it, it doesn't have to be the music teacher I've, I've always felt that cross-curricular use of music is really important but I understand the confidence especially at primary school level um, at elementary school um, is, is maybe that, you know, the fear of doing music. Well, what we did with Call for Schools, we literally recorded all those songs at, with every song has a video, which I'm, I'm on or my colleagues are on. I love it, by the way. It's so fun watching you dance and sing. It's awesome. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. You're a natural. Yeah, thank you very much. And and all those dance, we know they work because we're in schools and and we do them all the time. So we know that the kids really respond to them. So it was a format in which um, uh, it really covers from, you know, it's making it easy for teachers to use this world music, pop music, contemporary music. And uh, it's been amazing, actually, because when we 
because of the pandemic, what happened was I went over to Thailand to re, uh, launch it. And these are schools that I've worked. I do a lot of international schools. And, and then the lockdown came and I was just launched in, in Australia and everything just went crazy. And so we, we weren't very well established at that point. But obviously with the pandemic, we were we started putting it out there. And because teachers all came together and they were using social media groups to to learn about resources and stuff, everything kind of went mad then that's when it really took off and yeah. actually our biggest customers are america is america would you believe it's 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 twice the amount that we have in the uk so the uk is our second biggest market right. but it's been it, the, the whole point i suppose is and it made us realize is that this universal use of music online it was you wanting these resources but actually ours isn't just for online because when you go back after school you're going to be able to use these songs um yeah, so it, we, it's been amazing. It's been an amazing response uh, to it. And uh, yeah, so yeah, and, and what we try to do is all the players on it, this is over here, there's something called the Ivor Novellas. I don't know, don't know if you've heard of those. No, but no. They're, they're like an award in which the, the, the top writers, you know, from Paul McCartney to what you get every year they're given out. So one of my partners in it, he's an Ivor Novella um, uh, winner. Wow. One of the top drummers, you know, in the country, and all the people on involved in the uh, call for school or in the music are all they write by the right for TV or they're top top musicians. So we wanted to make the music absolutely authentic, and at that level, that the expectations of the kids is that, oh man, I'm into this because this sounds cool because that sometimes we sometimes with programs you're listening to the music and you're like, oh. You know, it, no, you're they're, they're very catchy tunes, super catchy. Yeah, well, thank you. <laughs> no, I <laughs> yeah, love them. I love them. You know, we, you know, it's um, uh, just real quick, Marcia. Um, why don't you talk a little bit about what grade levels? Uh, you know, you we we UK and and US terminology is a little bit different, but like, what mm. what is the age group it's targeted for? How much does it cost? How do people get it? Okay, so it's uh, it goes right from preschool all the way through to uh, I think for you guys it's K eight nine. So what what it has it has rhythm work which tends to be the one for the older kids because that gets quite sophisticated, and then there's songs and dance really for younger ones. So it goes from K preschool right through to K seven eight nine. So so yeah, it just depends on what you're 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 looking to do. So. Um, yeah, and the, the, what it has in it, it has rhythm work, dance and song, songs, and it has body rhythms in there. It has some cup rhythms and things like that. So it's a whole array of, of different um, uh, activities that you can use. Uh, and certainly, I think online, one of the things which has been really powerful about it is that if you're not there with your class, because there's movement involved, and I know the Zoom nightmare that, that yep. you're always the one delivering, but what we've found that's come back is that you can see the kids moving, you know, <laughs> so so you can see that they were engaged for the younger ones. Um, and for the older ones, we, we get so many lovely emails from different uh, teachers. Just I just had one from someone in Kansas and they tell you how they're using it. And they're actually in class, but they're doing all the rhythm exercise. So there's things on sixteenths and quarter notes and they're like echo rhythms. They play them back. And then there's some there's, you know, um, samba rhythms, three, two, two, three rhythms. And they're 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 using them in class because there's no singing going on at the moment. So, you know, it's been really, really interesting to see how it's been taken up by uh, different teachers. So, yeah, super excited about Call for School at the moment. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So what's what's the website if people want to go find out more and buy it from you? So it's callforschool.org 
dot uk it costs um uh for a license it has in dollars it's 120 dollars something like that 120 that's great bucks. that's fantastic yeah and, and, uh, it, and by the way everyone it's cool for the number four so not for but the number four right yeah cool for uh yeah cool for i'll school. put a link i'll put a link in the um in the soundcloud uh uh information bubble but um yeah i i absolutely love what you're doing it's wonderful that um that teachers have grabbed onto it as you know marcel my own wife allison is a dance teacher and during she the is. first the first six months of the pandemic she was teaching ballet classes over zoom and while it's certainly not ideal um seeing kids uh dancing and moving it, it, there's something like lumping your throat wonderful about it um, yes. because you know they're you know they're 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 experiencing you know just oh, as right. much as we are yep, if not yep. more and they're yep. missing out on a huge experience so it's wonderful to see and i think all of your songs are just so upbeat um you know it's they're really a lot of fun uh and, and i urge everybody uh to go check those out so um, Marcel, be, before I let you go, I, final question for you is where, what do you think is gonna happen uh, moving forward? What do you think the impact is, uh, you know, now that basically every music teacher in the world has had to use some kind of technology mm. uh, in their teaching just to keep their programs going, what do you yeah. think the, you know, 2021, 2022 school years look like uh, in terms of, of are the teachers going to keep using it? Are they going to drop it like a hot rock? What 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 are what are you predicting? Well, I think it's going to be a mix, but I think I I speak to my wife about this because she's an academic deputy head at school, and we were saying it, it, I I think teachers probably have found through technology there are things that they didn't know that they could use, which would enhance their their teaching. Um, so I think teachers have learned a lot from having to use technology. I think also in terms of looking at their kids and seeing how their kids respond to the technology and realizing maybe they're, they're, they're able to teach some of those kids or accessing some of those kids in a way that they didn't before. You're right. so, and I've been amazed by teachers actually, I've got to say, I, I'm, my hats go off to the transition teachers have had to make in terms of using technology and make it work. So I think they're dying, teachers are dying to get back to their classes and seeing, and you know, there's nothing like, you know, human contact with exactly. you know, singing and stuff like that. So that is obviously, we're all dying for that to happen. But I think technology is, is there'll be some teachers who go, no, I'm going to go back to it. But I, I don't think you can go back. I think you use the technology in heart. What have you learned from your technology, which has been fantastic why not give your kids really cool homeworks using technology you know why not trust your kids that they can actually do these i'm not saying that you don't or teachers don't but right, right. you can absolutely trust in the fact that they've, they've been using this technology and they've enjoyed certain aspects of, of having the autonomy to to use it so it's not going away and i think there's an expectation now from actual schools that you do use technology you know that it's it's you know as a musician technology is absolutely crucial and, absolutely. and it's, it's, you know, it's, yeah so i i think i think i don't think people will just drop it i think they're that i think those t teachers who have got using it once teachers i mean i'm not going don't want to be a cliche here but i think teachers are quite loyal once they know how to use something and they really feel comfortable with using it they'll continue to use it yeah, I and i think i think it's been a hard take you know what i think about you jim in terms of your vision um about the whole technology thing you always were so forward thinking and the irony is is it took a pandemic which is awful for 
literally a mass CPD in technology for music teachers. You know, I, I, I know. I, 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 I've said it a few times. You know, I spent 30 years trying to get people to convince them that it isn't bad and that it can actually help and it can enhance. And then it took a, a, the worst pandemic <laughs> uh, to, to convince people that I was right. But uh, I know, I know, it's but, it's incredible. But that's I, I don't. I think now, now the sort of the genie's out of the bottle. I, I don't see it going back. Um, yeah. I, I think it's it's going to be a part of uh, what of, of the. I suppose the offerings that teachers must have. I think it's it's crucial that they, they must have because it, it's about accessibility, uh, and it's about giving kids the tools that they they can get the best out of music. And technology is a major part of that. Well, Marcel, uh, absolute delight chatting with you, and I'm sure that um, all of our listeners uh, also appreciate everything that you've said. Uh, I, I I can't wait to come back over to London and take you out oh, for a, for oh, a few pints, you and Mark. I miss you guys, but thanks oh. so much for doing this podcast. It, it makes me pleasure. feel like it makes me feel like we 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 were in a pub somewhere. Just oh, uh, yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, it's a pleasure, Jim. It's always a pleasure, and uh, yeah, you're doing such great work. I, I, I really appreciate it. So uh, yeah, I look for I so look forward to seeing you in person. All right, Marcel. Take care. Take care. Thank you for listening to Profiles in Teaching with Technology from Music First. For more information about Music First, please visit www.musicfirst.com. If you would like to stay up to date with other music teachers doing innovative things in their classrooms with technology, please subscribe to our podcast through whatever outlet you listen to podcasts on. Thanks for listening.